And we're live. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Grab a seat. Grab some snacks. Grab some snacks. Uh, well, no, don't grab some snacks yet. We just started the show. <laughs> don't leave. <laughs> oh, yo, Donnie brought snacks. Hi, everyone. This is Loser Lee's Wrestling. Loser Lee's Wrestling. This is the woos and what's. Roy's having a rough time. Roy uh, choked on something. <laughs> I started laughing as soon as I started sipping tea. That was it. That's a bad, that's a bad <laughs> thing. Uh, welcome wow. to uh, Loser Lee's Wrestling. This is the woos and what's of AEW Dynamite. Uh, my name is Red. I'm here with Roy. Say hi, Roy. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> and we're here with special guest, special guest of the show, Donnie Rodriguez. Donnie, how are you? Hello, I'm good. This is my first time being on a Zoom where it will be productive. So I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, Donnie is a, a prolific uh, a writer, a comedy writer, and uh, also uh, he's in LA with me right now, but not like we're not in the same room. That'd be unsafe. Uh, but we're here and we're talking wrestling. But uh, Donnie, a lifelong wrestling fan, but hasn't seen a single episode of AEW Dynamite. Hasn't seen a single episode. And so we're going to pick his brain a little bit as we go through this show, because I have a much different opinion of the show than Roy does right now. Interesting. <laughs> I, uh, overall thoughts, overall thoughts, uh, Roy, you, you, say, what do you think? Yeah. I just thought the show ruled. Like, I just thought like, there's this, there's this energy that's been missing from dynamite over the last few weeks. This energy was back tonight. It was hectic. It, it but it felt good. Like last week's hectic. show, all of these wrestlers were on it and nothing was happening and it didn't really matter this week. There was an urgency to the show in my head, at least while I was watching it. Okay. <laughs> well, we're, I really we're enjoyed that. We're going to get into that. Donnie, Donnie, uh, after never seeing an episode of AEW Dynamite before in your life, in your yeah. life, uh, what, what are your initial thoughts on the show? Uh, there's, all, there's probably a lot of weird loose ends that you don't understand the connecting pieces to. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I didn't want to like look up storyline. Like I was going in it like I identify, oh, this must be setting up storyline or oh, this must be a connection there. And I think overall, I mean, again, I'm, as you said, I, I haven't follow any of it but I was afraid that this was going to be like TNA and like oh here's some old WWE retreads and yeah he's got a fused disc in his back but we're trotting him out there because we got to get some audience uh you know into it and I thought it was the wrestling point of like everything I wrote down here on my notes too sense of urgency for everything every match there was no lulls in the matches the only time I got a little I mean, any, there was just interview bumpers after everything. And like, they were so, they were too urgent. They were too quick and everyone just <laughs> screaming. And it was like, okay, maybe just like cut this in half and just have meaningful, like say meaningful stuff. And it, it was the like, wrestling I was into. It was almost like there was a sense of urgency on the show and when they were writing it. Um, moving yeah. forward, uh, Tony writes, uh, Tony, Tony's in the chat. We got Tony, Tony. in the chat. Boom, Team Roy for life. Boo. Boo, yeah. we're not Team Roy for life. Get out of here, Tony. <laughs> no, stay here. Please, God, stay here, but also get out of here. Um, let's let's start talking about the show. Let's get into this. We're in uh, Washington, D.C. We're in Washington, D.C. today. Um, the city in which the very first dynamite took place. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Good fun fact. Washington, D.C., home of the football team. Uh, and uh, we're here. And uh, they also, I noticed in the crowd, everyone's wearing masks. Yeah, I Everyone, did notice that. 
such a high turnout of masks. And if uh, Adana, you haven't been watching, but these wrestling shows, they don't like masks in the audience. <laughs> they do not wear them. Uh, it was refreshing to see, though. Did and you I, notice? I wonder if I, I, that's the first note I wrote down, masks are plenty. And I wonder if a lot of it is where you're at, right? Because wrestling has this weird dichotomy of like, it's a very Southern thing and a very, I don't want to get into any political uh, talk about it, but like, it does seem that like, yeah, they're in DC. DC probably has these measures where they're used to being indoors, wearing masks with Omicron spreading. And yeah. I'm sure if you're in, you know, some of the other places, it's more laxed and thus the audience is probably more lax. But if, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't take away a single thing <laughs> from this show for me. I, so it's like, great. I did loud. notice that when, like, for instance, like, let's talk about the first uh, part here. We get immediately as the show opens up, we get John Moxley. We get uh, Wild Thing playing in the background, and out comes John Moxley, looking great, uh, incredible, looking great. Uh, Donnie, a little backstory here. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, John Moxley. He uh, has been away on uh, uh, alcohol rehab uh, facility because uh, you know he had a kid last year and. Uh, he was dealing with some alcohol issues. He's been away since I believe it was October, Roy. Is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's lost a lot of weight. Even his hair looks fuller. Yeah. <laughs> his yeah. hair looks fuller. Yeah. Uh, he, he comes out and he basically gives this uh, promo saying how he was fighting his demons and he's got scars. He's letting his scars show and he's he's happy to be back. But also he's like hungry. He's thirsty. He said he was thirsty and that he's very excited to be back and he wants uh, to fight everyone. Uh, and he's, he's only drinking blood right now. He's only drinking blood. That's what he said. Uh, uh, very excited to see him back. How do we feel about that, Roy? Are you excited? I, uh, look, I, I, first of all, John Moxley saying fuck on live television. Hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. he said fuck on live television. <laughs> like, that's the first thing he says after being gone for three months is go fuck yourself. <laughs> to someone who's like screaming, get that trash out of the ring. Like, is that what he's, he said? Is that yeah, what he said? he's responding to an individual heckler in the heckler, crowd. Yeah. Incredible, first of all. Second of all, I just think you've got Brian Danielson, you've got CM Punk, you've got Adam Cole, you you know, you had Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. John Moxley is the most important person to this company. He has been since day one. He was the person creating all of the buzz from the beginning of this sure, company. Sure. He was, he was the person carrying the title through the pandemic when there was no one in the crowd. He is the like of all of the incredible promos that Punk has cut, that Danielson has cut, Hangman, all of these people, all none of them, never in the history of AEW has there been a moment until tonight where you could hear a pin drop in the arena. It was dead silent for Moxley. I, I think part incredible. of the reason was is that the masks were on and you don't hear the like. The, I honestly think it that the be. masks stopped a lot of the like the low rumble, like because they were dead quiet. Did you notice the quiet, Donnie? Yeah, absolutely. And I think why it was is it did seem a lot of like a perfect towing the line of kayfabe, but like in character, even though I don't know this character, I know him from WWE days. So like, I haven't seen any of his character or anything. And uh, I think there were moments of sincerity and everybody can relate to struggling with stuff. And I think maybe the quietness comes from introspection versus like, there's no other introspective moments this night right like it's, yeah. it's yeah, yeah there's no like, there there's no uh, uh, real thought i agree right, whoa, right. Whoa, so, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it's not even shots at that but like i think it was a very strong because it felt genuine that he was struggling you know i mean and i didn't mind the sort of like 
towards the end, he went full character, the like, I'm thirsty, I'll drink your blood. I was like, great. So it's like, he realized like, okay, that's as real as we're going to get. Let's get back into this dressing stuff. And it did, he did seem genuinely appreciative and it just makes you, you know, like wrestling, like everything else, like you can always come back home and home's a good place to come back to because they were there for it. And even if you're a prodigal son and you fuck up, you can always go back home. It's really special moment. I, that's honestly my, the, the highlight of the show for myself. For sure. Uh, uh, it's really great to see him back. We have some comments here. Uh, Tony writes, Moxley quoted Boba Fett in his promo. He said some of the same lines in the last episodes. I haven't seen this new Boba Fett show. I actually didn't know it was out until you mentioned it right now, Tony. Uh, that That's very funny. and also makes me very sad. <laughs> like, I, I honestly hope, hope that's not true. Uh, Smooz writes, any idea what the guy in the crowd shouted? Roy, what did he say? I thought he said something like, get that trash out of the ring or like something like that. Like, get a, you're a quitter or something stupid that I, I assume it's something like that. Yeah, he, he said, and then he immediately said, uh, "Shut the fuck up, get this guy out of the ring, or get this guy out." Yeah, of here, he like said, like "Go fuck yourself, you're a piece of shit." Oh, he's still he's still wearing normal. He stole Chris Jericho's line. Normal? You're allowed to say shit. Yeah, so you're allowed, allowed to say, say shit. shit. Um, you can't but say no, fuck. no fuck, no fuck, no fucks allowed. You also um, are supposed to be limited to two shits per episode, but he said shit like four <laughs> times in that promo. <laughs> Is that true? Do we have that's what I had heard on that two two shits is because that's this. in a, a rated a PG 13 movies. You're only allowed to say fuck twice. I thought it was once. Ah, we'll find out. Ah, As someone sound off in the comments, if you know, by the way, Hey, Smiz. We didn't say hi to Smiz before when they gave that great comment. back in action. Um, we're moving on. We're moving on after that really sweet thing. Then we get MJF MJF's in the back with Wardlow uh, saying CM Punk is an embarrassment. CM Punk is an embarrassment. And then you got the cheap win using the pulling the hair and grabbing the tights and got the win. But uh, Wardlow should have been a little bit more seasoned. He makes some slight towards him, uh, but it's his birthday. It's Wardlow's birthday. And he's just like, I wish you a happy birthday. I'm going to have to dock your pay, but I wish you a happy <laughs> birthday. Uh, did anyone notice uh, online today that MGF wished R-Truth a happy birthday? <laughs> I did notice that. I love that. That was, yeah, uh, I love that he's really MJF. Uh, Donnie, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you don't know, but uh, MJF has been very WWE focused online, only talking to yeah. WWE superstars, and it's uh, very funny. How do you feel about your first seeing of MJF? Yeah, I mean, he's so hateable and so irresistible. Like the guy, <laughs> I, it's yeah. Like I wanted to see more of him, and I, I just he he's got so much heat, but also like seeing him later well, i'm sure we'll get into it uh later when he came out again it's just like he feels like a star and it's like, certainly the first one i saw where it was just like oh no no i know the difference immediately like you know immediately you hear the first sure. note of a singer and just the first time he opens his mouth it's like he's not pulling cliches or anything he's saying real uh shit i will only say that one other time because we only get two per hour <laughs> but uh he felt legit. He seemed uh, very legit. And even using this big, stronger person and minimizing him and making him smaller in the birthday stuff. I mean, that's, I, I don't know. That was incredible. And, uh, and uh, MJF looked like a star there. Wardlow looked like a dumb idiot with that dumb shirt on. Roy, what did you think of his dumb shirt? Didn't he look bad? Didn't he just Can look I tell bad? You, He's supposed to be a star there. I was distracted because MJF does this thing. And I don't know if it's intentional or not. I like to think it is intentional, but maybe it's not where he just puts on too much spray tan and he makes it uneven to make him sure. look like even more of an <laughs> asshole. And it's so good. Like his yeah. face, like half of it's darker than the, it's so his, no, it's wonderful. It's really fantastic. 
but yeah, Wardlow's always worn dumb shirts. I feel like that's like, hopefully when he finally, Donnie, just to fill you in here, there's been like a two year build to that guy eventually turning on MJF and becoming a good guy, right? Two years. At two least. years. And it almost, yeah, Ward, it's like almost happened multiple times. My guess is it might happen next week. We'll see. I don't know. Good but, luck. Uh, yeah. But I think, I hope they do this thing where he's like, he always wears dumb shit because that's how MJF dresses him because he works for him. So he probably dresses him. So when he becomes no, a good I, guy, <laughs> sweatsuits, nothing but sweatsuits. I think this is all him. And when we get this face turn, he's going to be looking like that a lot and it's not going to work. Uh, but we have some comments in here. Swizz, uh, Swizz, as you were writing that, Swizz wrote, he does need to tan his hands though. Uh, because his hands are a vastly different color than the rest of his body. Certified Wrestling Podcast. Yo, Certified Wrestling Podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, John Buseman says, listen. Listen. uh, I'm assuming listening to Certified Wrestling Podcast, and we will. And we will. Thank you all so much for joining. Hey, And I appreciate, don't, I, I notice you all. I see you all smashing that like button already. I didn't need to ask. I even need to ask and you're smashing it. Let's continue the smashing. Let's keep it going. Uh, moving on. We've got some, um, we get a match. Finally, we get a match here. Uh, we get, uh, 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 what's his name? What's his name? Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Uh, so we get, uh, it's a, it's a intergender mixed tag match, but it's not intergender match because they're going to be, uh, uh, they had to switch in and out whenever a man or woman's in the ring. But we did get some intergender moments. The first half of this match was just taunts, it seemed. They're just doing taunts, which was a little frustrating for myself. Um, but then we kind of get into it. It's a good match. Chris Statlander really could go. Uh, I, I'm really a big fan of Chris Statlander. Uh, what, what are you thinking, Roy? What are you saying? Oh, I just think she's great. I think she's great. I also think, uh, I just think she's great. I'll get into whatever I think later. But yeah, I think she's great. What do you got? Some secret no, no, no. I just problems? don't want to. Yeah, I want you share. to keep going. I don't want to. I, mean, I would kind of appreciate if you shared it. <laughs> no, I don't want to like disrupt the okay. flow. Roy's keeping You're secrets. Rolling. Roy's keeping secrets. Uh, but then we get uh, uh, then Chris. <laughs> I noticed that one thing. Well, I'll tell you, just in terms of Chris Statlander, in terms of her being the alien character and how I've I've vocally said that I don't like this alien character. Yeah. Uh, or whatever it is, uh, she's less an alien character and she's more of a big kid, and I think I like that. She's a big kid that likes to joke around. She does the boop thing, which I wasn't a fan of at first, but then before she's like beating up Britt Baker in the corner, she runs over to Adam Cole just to do the like uh, thing and then <laughs> runs back. Like, I like that. That's some fun yeah. stuff. Um, and she gives a great 450 on top of uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker from the top. Uh, but then we get uh, Britt Table Spot. 451. Is, is that did I hear area right 451? The that's the because name of the move because she's an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? That's yeah, it's called area 451. I'm just putting that together now. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I had no idea. I that went right over my head. Yeah, uh, you gotta but, get the numbers right, man. Uh, but Britt Baker falls through a table because Orange Cassidy that accidentally pushed her in. Adam Cole gets a does the low blow and then the knee to the back of head for the win. Uh, Donnie, what did you think of this match? How did you have you seen any Orange Cassidy yet? So when they first said Orange Cassidy, I thought the female person was Orange Cassidy and Chris spelled with a K was the male. I was so confused in it, uh, you know, never seeing them. But they are, I feel like in two or three years, we'll see uh, Chris and Orange just like not having those gimmicks and just be the really good wrestlers they are. I don't know what it is, their outfits and stuff like that. Like I just... I mean, Chris is like dominant, like math skills, everything. I was just like, I don't know what you are or who you're supposed to be, yeah. but 
clearly like you, because you ride that, like if you make them not speak and they're just this mysterious character, it's like, I know uh, the uh, Brit right away. Like I knew she was just a heel, right? Like and plays it up and, and so good at it. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of it, the gimmick stuff for me, if you remove that and they're going to be great in a couple of years, but I mean, that match overall, that was the first match where it's just like, after you get past the like video game opening, where it's just like goofy, like bits and shtick, uh, it was great wrestling throughout. And yeah, I mean, I had no problem. I had no problem with the outcome and all that. Like, I, obviously they're setting it up for the singles matches later, but uh, you know, it was a little hokey towards the end of like, he said in the interview, like you laid hands on my go. I was like, you didn't lay hands. And it was like clearly an accident. But aside from that, like everybody in that ring was so good at what they sure. did. No, they, they, they're a really good bunch. And I, it was a pretty good match. It was a pretty good match. I was texting Roy in there just saying, I wish it was more intergender wrestling and they didn't have to stop uh, immediately right. when they tagged in. Because I don't know. I thought, I, I think AEW should be a little beyond that. Right. How do we feel that? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I was saying to you earlier that like, if there's a million people watching this show, 999,000 know that this is predetermined and scripted. So like men can fight women. It's okay. They're not really hitting each other that hard. You know, it's okay. And like men and women train together in wrestling. Chris Statlander, like- Chris Statlander is bigger and stronger than Adam Cole any day of the week. 100%. <laughs> And Statlander also has a lot of experience. Like if you follow her on the indies, like before she came to AEW, she was only wrestling men. And Britt Baker also wrestled a ton of men on the indies. Like it's not new. Like we should be able to do that. It feels like a very safe WWE Disney thing to not let everybody interact with one another. And if you're going to do like the 451 or, you know, Britt's going to do the curb stomp, like just let them wrestle each other. Just let, let's just go for it. Let's just do uh, it. We we do have a lot of comments in here. Uh, so uh, so uh, John Buseman wrote, listen, then certified wrestling podcast wrote, uh, hashtag NWA fam. Is this our friend that was a big NWA fan? It might be. It might be. Uh, uh, MJF's best live scene and Mike on uh, a minute on Mike. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, John Buseman writes, I'm just doing the acclaimed. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> He's this prankster. He's doing the scissoring thing. That's what he was doing. He's doing the scissoring. Oh, yeah. He has the arrow, which is the scissoring thing. I get it now. Smurz writes, I wish they would do intergender instead of mixed tag. It seems to slow things down. We are in agreement with you, Smurz. We agree. Tony, that match was way too scripted. Yeah, it was just, it was very uh, herky-jerky in the beginning. I think we all agree on that. Uh, Smurz, they were talking about how Adam Cole had to distract the ref for Britt to stomp Orange, but Stat can do, uh, can 451 Cole right in front of the ref just do intergender. Yep. Yeah. At this point, if you're, if that doesn't matter if they're, but we've already established that uh, AEW doesn't uh, abide by anyone's rules, even their own. Uh, uh, that's true. Uh, Don't even argue with that. They never do. Has there ever been a disqualification? Have we ever seen one yes. yet? Which one? Uh, two weeks ago. MJF got disqualified and lost. Oh, that's, what was it? What did he do again? Uh, do CM Punk ran out and beat up his opponent. So MJ. Oh, gotcha. So, so literally the first one happened three years in. Um, we don't uh, have John to, Buseman, uh, whatever. John Buseman writes, the rules are dumb, but the match was still very fun. I love stats. I think yeah. we all love stats. Stats was the Big MVP. Of this Can we all agree? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah she definitely yeah. stood out the most, I think. Uh, Apollonia writes, what does NWA stand for? 
uh, uh, National Wrestling Alliance, right. uh, not not the rap group. <laughs> that's a different uh, that's a different acronym. Um, but yeah, National Wrestling Alliance. But we got to move on. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, then we get Jericho, Chris Jericho. Remember that name, Donnie? Remember hey, that guy? Yeah, the He's guy from Fozzie, the lead singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his wife stole the storm the Capitol. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, his wife stole the Capitol? Yeah, she did. Oh, of course, of course she did. <laughs> and he loves her for it. He fucking uh, loves her for it. Uh, He's in the back with the proud. He's back in the back with the proud and the powerful. Uh, and Ortiz. Yeah, Tito and Ortiz, uh, and uh, Tito, Ortiz. what did I say? <laughs> Santino and Ortiz. You're making me mess up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Santino and Ortiz, not Tito Santana. Ortiz, the UFC fighter. Santana uh, and Ortiz. I know it's Santino. Oh, I'm getting, I'm having a rough time. Don't Omega. get up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're all yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Uh, but they're in the back with the proud and the powerful. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Chris Jericho tries to get over his new saying, GFY. GFY really wants that uh, go fuck yourself to get over. Uh, and it, it honestly, it's the most old man thing that he's ever done. It's just making him look older and older. Um, Let's go, Brandon. It has vibes like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, just, just say it. Don't be a child. I know your wife says it a lot, clearly. And, and, and Mox literally said it earlier in the night. <laughs> Mox yeah. literally said the real thing earlier in the night, for real. Uh, but then uh, Proud and the Powerful, they say, hey, lay off Eddie Kingston, because we like the guy. We're fans of it. And you know what? We're not so sure if we like you. And I think we're finally getting the end of the inner circle. Um, uh, Roy, how are you feeling about this? You feeling, you feeling jazzed about this? Way overdue, way yeah. overdue. I, I was telling you that I really liked the segment, but I couldn't figure out why because I hate Chris Jericho. But there was just something about, like, I think you put it the, the best way, is that the characters in the show are starting to see Chris Jericho the way <laughs> that we, the fans, see Chris Jericho. So we're yeah. feeling really good about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look... Donnie, at some point, I'm going to send you, if you're not familiar, Eddie Kingston promos, and I think you'll just okay. fall in love with Eddie Kingston. Right. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, Eddie Kingston's this, like, blue-collar, working-class wrestler. He's been wrestling he's from for Yonkers. years. He's from Yonkers. And, you know, he's very open about his mental health and his struggles with mental He's such oh. a likable baby face, like, grinder. And then you see, like, bad dye job Chris Jericho with his, like, zip-down, like, hoodie vest. And you're just like, there's nothing. Looking more and more like yeah. Gordon Ramsay every day. <laughs> but in a bad way. In a bad uh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it because I really <laughs> like Santana and Ortiz and it's time. It's time to get them away from him. And they, they're they doing it really well. They're establishing this like, we've been fighting all of these other people that you're picking fights with. So it's time for us to go pick a fight of our own and go after the tag mm -hmm. team titles, which I loved. Uh, uh, Donnie, uh, how do you feel after seeing not seeing Chris Jericho in many a year? I think, I think, I don't know if it's meta and they nailed it, but he seems so bad like, he seems like he's not going to grow or figure it out. He seems more like the archetype of, like, here's the ex-wrestler who can't let it go. And not he's not going to adapt to, like, how to be a manager or how to, like, be good at it or whatever whatever his role is. And I don't know. I It, it worked for me because he did seem so out of touch. And they mm -hmm. seem so authentic. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it, it was heightened by their authenticity and his just, like, unnaturalness almost. oh it feels <laughs> so good to hear like what is he wearing the zippers down oh. here to like where the gut starts like i get it like i do the same thing uh but like he's just seem 
not set in that role and it doesn't seem like he's gonna let it and you know wrestling is famous for this right like uh not letting go and going gracefully into the night which stuff later comes up um where I think they did a good job, but yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah. maybe it's meta and they nailed it, but something that Chris Jericho actually, there was an interview. I remember when he, like he was in WWE in the early two thousands, I think he was having his Chris John Cena feud right before he had his first break with WWE. And uh, he said something in an interview. He's just like, I don't want to be 40 years old yeah. in wrestling. I don't want to be 40 years old. I want to get out now. And so I, like, I don't want to be that old man that clings too long. And literally he's been moving the goalposts so long that he's, he's actually attained it. He's actually attained that level. Um, we, we have some comments here. Uh, Apollonia is very upset that the NWA stands for National Wrestling <laughs> Alliance. They wrote, damn it. Uh, John Buseman, uh, GFY, are you wearing that shirt, you geek? It <laughs> 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 Was there a shirt? Is there a shirt now? Is that is that true? I don't know. Oh. I think he was just making light of what Jericho was wearing, which wasn't yeah. good. It was just not good. Oh, get uh, go uh, go fuck yourself. Are you wearing that shirt, you geek? <laughs> That's pretty okay. These uh, reference shirt. Joe writes, wait, uh, wait, really? Jericho is a proud boy. Uh, and, uh, I don't. He's definitely supported the Trump campaign. We know yeah. he's uh, donated money. I think that's uh, the best way to look at it. He supported Trump because and his wife like, did storm the Capitol. Yes, yes. His, his wife was one hundred percent there. There are his wife is a proud a lady. He's not a U.S. citizen, right? He's Canadian, exactly. isn't he? <laughs> he's a Canadian. No, I no, think no, no, he's no. a citizen because he been, voted. He did. Vote. He's been uh, well, hailed from Manhattan since 2006. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, we've got uh, Swiss says, get rid of Jericho and his weird hoodie. Uh, I miss the hoodie. Uh, uh, Joe writes, I always like Jericho. Now he's the weird old guy that thinks he's young and cool. Yeah, but now he's the weird old guy. You're, you're damn right. Still a legend, though. Come on, Joe. Joe, you're doing so good. You're doing so good. And then you're just trying to heap praise. Fine. He doesn't need your help. He thinks very highly of himself, Joe. Uh, Swiss, apparently that was said to Mox was get this drunken piece of shit out of the ring. Fuck that guy. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, This crowd is a little spicy tonight. As we learned in the Cody promo. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to get to the Cody promo. Don't you worry. Um, But uh, at the end... uh, 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 Santana says, uh, you feel me? And then Jericho says, I don't feel you. He didn't understand. He did not understand <laughs> yeah. how that worked. Uh, you don't have to respond to that. The Jericho. finest low budget indie movie performance I've ever seen. It was, it was like, no, I don't feel you. I do not feel you. Uh, very <laughs> rough, very rough. Really and it, like, I think he's going for a joke, but yeah, anything he says comes off sad at this point. Um, moving on, we get, um, uh, uh, Alex Marvez with uh, Adam Cole in the back, uh, and Adam Cole's upset because he's put his hands on his girlfriend. Don't say girlfriend. Everyone knows it's Britt Baker. Give her her name. She is a champion. Say her name. They they, they minimize the championships too much. I'm just glad that she wore the belt when they went out. What but uh, next Wednesday is going to be a lights out match with Orange Cassidy. We're going to have a lights out match. Uh, what, Donnie, what Donnie, mean? what's your favorite lights out match? What's a back in, back when you were watching? What's your favorite lights uh, out match? Uh, I Can you describe one? I, <laughs> and then that's when the Undertaker comes and it's <laughs> out for a second, right? And then he's up, but then he wrestles in the light, which is weird. So I've never heard that. And they did a correction of like, oh, they literally said, oh, he must have misspoke. Like they kept saying that in the. Uh, when he said lights out match and i was so confused because then later you see they're in a lights out match i'm like wait what? it is a lights out match i think yeah. the announcers just i've been off uh, uh, let's all talk about jim ross real quick 
Um, uh, Jim Ross, he was having a rough night, honestly, for me. He sounded pretty sleepy. Uh, <laughs> he sounded pretty sleepy. Anyone else have any thoughts on Jim Ross tonight? I, I was distracted because he kept calling Tony Tone. That's all I was hearing the whole night. <laughs> you got that right, Tone. That's all I kept hearing. When's the last time you heard uh, JR call a match, Donnie? I definitely in the two, 2010s. It was so... Yeah, it was really to hear. Well, first of all, since I'm like behind the eight ball, like him here in Shivani was like watching a crossover episode in an old sure. movie. <laughs> just like, my mind's blown. And I'm like, if you told me 20 it's like you're flipping ago, the channel so fast, match, I'm like, no, what? What is happening? There's no way they would ever. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It was he would abandon his own bits. He'd be like, uh, yeah, the uh, powder blue suits are in. And then Shivani or whoever the other person's name I'm blanking on. And they'd be like, oh, are they? And be like, no, I don't. He'd be like, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> this is your bit. <laughs> and he'd barely, he'd barely shoot the second you call him on his bit. Uh, uh, and it was, yeah, he doesn't have his fastball oh, he, he does that that fire wasn't there tonight um we do we are happy he's healthy though we uh, are happy he's healthy yeah. i want to be healthy um but one what we really want you to smash that like button follow us on instagram that's what yeah. we really want go sure. follow loser leaves wrestling on instagram a loser leaves pot on twitter um <laughs> oh, we got some comments uh we got um uh tony i'm scared this will lead to one last run for jericho don't be worried about yeah, not gonna no, that's happen. Over. That's it's over. just not going to happen. There's just too many people above him. You think they're going to give Jericho a title run before Punk or Brian? Yeah. Uh, you know, or like, Cole. like or, or a Cole or anyone, anyone there right now. I, I see a lot more people ahead on that totem pole. Uh, Tony writes Jericho page two. I'm not sure what that means. Jer- the first time Jericho, so the, the inaugural AEW heavyweight champion was Chris Jericho, who beat Hangman Adam Page. So he's saying Hangman Jericho two. Oh, Hangman Page. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, Smiz, <laughs> seems like there's a no DQ match every week. Used to be special, but now every feud gets one. You're damn right. That's an issue. The, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Donnie, lights out matches, a no DQ match. <laughs> That's yeah, so what is. they do is, so it's an old Southern match, like they used to do it in okay. the 70s, where it would be, lights out means like unsanctioned. So it would be like this thing where all the other matches on the card would happen. Um, and then the ring announcer gets in the middle of the ring and he says, the following match is a lights out match. Please turn the lights off. And then they turn the lights off for a second and then they go back on and he's like, okay, now everything's unsanctioned. <laughs> and then it's a no disqualification. We really match. fooled the sports commission. Yeah. <laughs> the issue I have, there's, there's two things, right? I mean, they're doing, because Excalibur said it on commentary. So the last lights out match that they had was last year when Britt Baker, Adam Cole's girlfriend, wrestled Thunder Rosa in probably the match of the year. It was an incredible match. Um, so my feeling is once you hit the best you can ever do in a certain type of match, don't do it again. Just don't do it again. They did it. It's done. Give me a cage match. I don't know. If you want to do a stipulation, uh, one, give me a different step. Uh, well, honestly, I was thinking that was when they said lights out match, I'm just like, did they lose their ladder? And then like later on, we get that. <laughs> but, like, I, I was thinking like, like literally we only get hardcore matches. We only get hardcore matches and we get them every week. Get them a lot. Every week we get one. And it's just dumbing it down. Um, Joe writes, maybe until 
maybe until wants to have the crowd sing along to another new Fozzie garbage song. Uh, yeah, maybe I can't wait. He should take a break and come back and that song will be over again. Uh, Buseman writes, best commentary in the biz is Taz and Excalibur on Dark. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Donnie, the other guy that we were listening to today, there was Tony Schiavone, Jim mm-hmm. Ross and Excalibur. He has a mask. He's a, a, a mask. He's a masked announcer. Uh, and uh, yeah, he they, Taz and Excalibur is great. Taz is with the company, by the way. Taz yeah, I, is... I saw that he's got like a faction or yeah. a group of dudes. Yeah, yeah. They That's... make assassins. Yeah. The oh, other yeah. thing is, I don't know if you connected the two, but Hook. You see those promos for that young yeah. wrestler? That's Taz's son. That's his boy. No way. Yeah. yeah. He, we, no, no, we're going to get to it. We're gonna, <laughs> we're like, that's like the highlight of the night. So we can't ruin that. Uh, uh, moving on, we got a CM Punk and Sean Spears video package to promote their fight that's happening up next. I like Honestly, that. that video package was great. Uh, that video package was great. Sean Spears promo was amazing on Rampage. Yeah, really you should good. all check it out. It was really ga- great. Got me real hyped up for this match. And uh, it was uh, seconds long. Yeah. Seconds long. We have CM Punk versus Sean Spears and uh, immediately gets GTS for the win. I'm so sorry, Donnie. I'm so sorry. Uh, Donnie, <laughs> big CM Punk fan, Chicago native, and you really wanted to see a CM Punk match. And this is the one you got. Uh, how'd you feel afterward? I think, Red, I think I told you this when we hung out last. I used to see CM Punk at the Lamont Dome 2000. 2000. LWF wrestling, like they called it the Lamont Dome. It was a park district where a bunch of, you know, uh, white dudes would get together and tussle. And I would, I mean, he, I have OG, my friends, we text about it all the time that we got to see him for like a two or three year run pre anything else. And I just remember he used to do the split leg moonsault off the rope, like RVD. And that he, he abandoned that. I think when he started coming up in the end, I, I, I hadn't seen it in the Indies or anywhere else. He's my absolute favorite wrestler with like a real connection of like, this is my green day. I discovered this band. I was there. I saw it. I will forever love him. And then I see basically like a bushwhacker going into a Royal Rumble match and getting <laughs> thrown out immediately <laughs> and not being it. And I was like, okay, great. Well, I'm glad he's doing well. <laughs> well uh, roy uh, how disappointed are you for sean spears I were you disappointed no i wasn't oh. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie here's the thing Come i'm on. disappointed on donnie's behalf because donnie needs to see this match but donnie i'm gonna make sure we find a way for you to see cm punk for eddie kingston once you discover who eddie kingston is we'll take oh. care of that off air but i like this because it doesn't get for sean spears the best you can possibly do for Sean Spears is the promo he cut leading into the match and being the bumbling accountability buddy that he is like, no, that's what he should do. And also, and also I should say this was AEW trying to make up for their mistake last week. They screwed up last week because they nuked CM Punk last week by letting Wardlow fucking destroy him for 10 minutes and then accidentally roll him up. He needed to get his heat back. He needed to get his momentum back. So he had to beat Sean Spears in 10 seconds. Whatever. I don't know. It was just I'm not very saying it's disappointing. Good, and honestly, nice that promo warranted something special because you got to see a different layer and it was wasted. I don't know. But we have some comments about lights out matches. Joe writes, lights out matches are silly concept. An unsanctioned match still heavily promoted by the company uh, with their refs 
Doesn't make sense. Very good point. They're going to have refs in the match? Unsanctioned, my eye. Uh, John Buseman says, AW can't be responsible for anything that happens in a Lights Out match. Anything could happen. <laughs> God. <laughs> silly. Uh, Joe writes, God, please ask TK to care about Sean Spears. He's great. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Uh, John writes, perfect length for the match. To have it end as soon as MJF sits down after his entrance had me lull. That's actually, that was a pretty good, well, I don't know what, for story purposes, it worked. Yeah. I get it for story purposes. I just, I was, I was just excited to see Sean Spears uh, go at it with CM Punk. I was, I was excited for that match and I didn't get it. Absolutely. I didn't get it. Um, well, we, we move on from there. MJF storms the ring afterwards. He's trying to sneak up on CM Punk, being very sneaky, uh, about to do something, but CM Punk sees him and then he grabs his scarf. And he's about to wail on him good, but then he slips out of his scarf. He slips out of his slippery scarf. Uh, that's a tongue twister. And then he puts it, uh, CM Punk puts it around his neck. And now he's wearing the scarf. So now we have another layer to this mat that it's for a scarf. Um, uh, I, it's going to be a scarf on a pole match. That's what it's going to uh, be. It's no, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they'd do that, but like, Lights uh, on. It, they're just <laughs> keeping the. I uh, they're keeping the storyline uh, doing something. I don't know if this was necessary. They're I honestly going... feel it would be better if he just walked away. I didn't like this moment, right? I I thought it was fine. I mean, they I like that even though they kind of got a little face to face, they still haven't touched. It still hasn't happened. They've still yeah. never touched each other. I my prediction is that they're going to be in Chicago in two weeks. I think that match is going to happen in Chicago in two weeks. Oh, it, it, you're right. Because uh, CM Punk even made mention of it in that uh, Sean Spears, like, I'm going to co- uh, come after you. It's going to be a, uh, uh, when you least expect it at a place that you least want it. And he yeah. said something along those lines. I think it's probably going to be a Chicago thing. You're going to be watching that night, Donnie? Yeah, I think I definitely, if those two link up, I'm, I get, yeah, fill me in. I probably could have done both this undefeated. Research, but ne- next week, next week's like bash at the beach or whatever. <laughs> whatever you know it's funny it used to be called that but then the wwe like did the cease and assist so they had to change it but is there a because this match this feels like you just have these two charismatic just like orbs and it you can tell all trains are headed west but like is it because in chicago it just happens to be chicago where punk's from that's the big event or do they have big events where it's like you make those matches head that way they have four essentially yeah. big events. They like do they quarterly have shows, paper, quarterly pay per views, but then they have specials. Like next week's Bash uh, Beach Blast <laughs> is like they're like special, and they have a winter one called Winter is Coming, and they have every once a month they have like a a special week, yeah. a special yeah. cute week. Honestly, I like it. I think it's yeah. fun. It's it's kind of fun. I don't know. But it does it now that I'm saying it out loud. It sounds really well. Hokey. What's funny about it though is that like I. I think Donna, you can appreciate this. I think it's like one of the first things you notice too, is like, if you watch like a standard Monday night raw, there's always going to be like maybe one match. That's like meant to be a really like serious competitive match. that's given time, but an AEW, like all of their matches are given time and they're all like pretty competitive and athletic. Some matches later on in the show got a little too much time in my opinion, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's that's So like they try to make up for it by constantly doing big matches on TV. Are the themes are, is it like how old school survivor series used to be? Here's these four dudes. Here's these four dudes, King of the ring, a tournament style. Are they actually special? 
special or they're just no. like we're no, doing no, no, no. a theme party in the office. <laughs> we're having margaritas because it's Cinco de Mayo and Marsha's making a bean dip. Remember so, that sense yeah, exactly. of urgency yeah. we talked about earlier? Yeah. It really is with the booking as well. There's yeah. just like, it's constantly, yeah. like, there's no, I, I it, there's not that much forethought. There's just not that okay. much forethought. They move a thousand miles an hour. And if they drop yeah, something absolutely. or make a mistake, well, like, they're like, yeah. oh, we'll just do something next week. To it's have fine. that type it, of yeah. situation, to have that type of situation yeah. would require a, a month of pre-planning for each match and well, not a single, yeah. there's maybe a match that has like some pre-planning, maybe two, but not more than that. <laughs> like, Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. It feels like a startup and I know they're established, but like, we just got to keep moving. We'll make our mistakes. We just got to keep going because we keep growing so quickly that we have to keep up with that. And like, you can feel that frenetic pace in their business plan and sort of the match. <laughs> uh, Joe writes, special nights make it seem like fans must watch standard raw or SmackDown each week. Who cares? Good point. And I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, John writes, it's still special to me. Damn it. Yeah. We don't want to take it. I feel uh, the same have, way. Well, I will take it from you so we could talk about Billy Gunn. Um, <laughs> we have to talk about Billy Gunn confronting Christian, uh, must and, uh, and like saying like, yeah, your guys, uh, my guy, my guys in the top five, they deserve a match. And Christian's just like, yeah, you kind of always blew it. Like if, if your kids share your DNA, they're probably gonna blow it as well. And then they just beat the shit out of them, which I liked. How, how are we feeling about this? This is a good way to set up their their next match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I think we need they need to lean more into the ass boys thing. I want yeah, they have to that. lean more into ass boys. But uh, uh, yeah, are you familiar, uh, Donnie, with Danhausen? Uh. Okay, uh, well, uh, yeah. that's actually somewhat fun for you to jump yeah. into, but this is impossible yeah. for me to describe. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, but their nickname is Ass Boys because uh, Billy Gunn, uh, Mr. Ass, and his children, Ass Boys. Um, <laughs> yes, boys. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, we don't have to talk about this one that much because it's, there's nothing really to talk about. Yeah, because... I think it's fine. I, I hope they have a good match. I hope they have a good showing. They've never had a good showing on national television. They only wrestle on YouTube and those matches are usually three minutes. So hopefully they have a good showing. I'm, I'm I hope so it. too. Uh, Tony writes every special as something worth is something worth watching for sure. Yeah. And I'll, it's fun. We're, we're, we all agree. But next up, I think this is the most important part of the show. Uh, we get Cody Rhodes coming out in his Johnny Carson suit. Uh, yeah. He comes out. Uh, Chica Marks texted to be uh, Johnny Carson shoot a uh, suit. <laughs> and uh, I, I put it in there. Uh, he comes out with this very funky suit um, and uh that Razzie's coming out. They show a go big show commercial. Oh my God. And we see him coming out to the ring and we get this go. Like, it's just not helping uh, just to give you a quick synopsis. Or it is helping. We don't know. Or, or does uh, Cody has been uh face the entire time and people just turned on him. Similar also, way that I think it's important to, to add to this Donnie, just in case you don't know, Cody Rhodes is kind of one of the founders of this company. Yeah. And he's been yeah, the face of this company. The since guy, the yeah. 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 And, and he, uh, he's been uh, booed in a similar way John Cena got booed. He was such a good, uh, like mm. such a good guy, clean cut, and kind of always gets what he wants that people started booing him. And uh, just like John Cena, he's refusing to bite, bite the bait. Uh, and he, he? he wants to stay face. But, but the thing is, he is not as um, likable as John Cena. Like John <laughs> yeah. Cena's like a likable person. And Cody right. with his uh, like, psycho hair and uh american flag tattoo on his neck uh just kind of like <laughs> rub people the wrong way and he comes out and he's constantly trying to it seems like the gimmick the 
he might be playing 3d chess right now 4d chess uh 3d chess that's just regular chess uh 4d <laughs> chess uh where he's uh where he's kind of like baiting people into buying that he refuses to quit and so he keeps doing things that are designed to try to make him look like he's trying to be a good guy but reality he's waiting for people to hate him more and more right roy yeah you think i, I guess so i guess donnie just like before everything we just told you, just taking that promo at face value, like what were your takeaways from that promo? I I love when people like give credit and reference anything they say or do, but he comes out and he does, he talks about the pipe bomb interview and it just, you cannot be like, hey y'all, I'm about to be sincere. Sincere is this one thing, the most famous interview. And to me, it just felt like, and with everything you guys are saying, very sort of manipulative where it's like, he was saying like, I'm never going to change as yeah, I want to be a baby face, but I didn't believe him because like, it's coming from this place of arrogance stuff where it, like, it didn't, it didn't feel sincere, right? Like the suit, all that, the ladder, all of it just, it didn't feel like this is actually him pouring his heart out when, especially on a night we saw promos where people were being <laughs> very genuine sure. and it just looked, and maybe that is 4D, like he's manipulating everybody and then he's going to make himself the victim. And then now he's the victim and it's the big reveal where he becomes a heel. I don't know, but. That's actually a very good point though, uh, because like that, I think that's actually with every promo he's ever cut is that he, he's, he's giving this very thoughtful, very like ba- oh, on paper baby face promo, but he doesn't seem to be sincere about any of it. Like, I feel like there's a part of him that's just not in that promo, any of his promos. If you look back at it, and the one that really blew up was that America one he did back in April with Anthony Agogo, which is pretty tone deaf. And he even admits it. He's like, it's the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, and he did that promo. But like, it's all like, seems like it's coming from that place where you were nodding your head, Roy. What were you about to say? God, you know, the thing about it is like, you know, it's almost like he's trying to, you know, I, I I think this is, I think Cody is smarter than all of us. I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, okay, like he did that thing. He said something of, you know, CM Punk was going to do this and he laid down the groundwork to start a revolution, et cetera, whatever he said. And then that's like, he like, it's like he did a reveal. Like he turned this evil look on his face and it's like, you're turning heel. And then immediately he's like, cause I did it for you and we're the best. And it's just, he's just on another level. That's actually a very good point. And the other thing is like, someone, I, I was listening to like, uh, like a wrestling talk show and this journalist who's like an older cat who was around in the eighties and was a wrestling fan in the eighties when dusty, his father was like doing this, but his, his father was like, I'm the son of a plumber. I'm the everyman. I'm with you. You're, I'm right. a man of the people, but he looked like it. Cody's coming yeah. out in these like really expensive Johnny Carson suits and this stupid neck tattoo. And it's like, I don't connect to you in that way. And I think dusty, I don't know this enough. I heard this from this guy, but like dusty over time also started getting booed because he just kept putting himself over again and again. And, and I think that hurt dusty's feelings. And I think Cody knows that and knew that from dusty. So he's like, cool, you're going to start booing me. I don't give a shit. I'm going to fuck with you. And that's what he's doing. Yeah. And, and to that point like, the, uh, with the dusty, he came off as genuine because every Everything he said was in the ring. You know, yeah. he thought he thought and said it in the ring. Cody writes everything out. Cody plans it like he has it written down on a piece of paper and rehearses it. And he also has it the, crystal clean when he comes out, and it feels that way. Yeah, and they didn't know in the eighties either that Dusty was the Booker of NWA. Yeah. Like they didn't know that. Everybody knows that Cody's in charge. And the yeah. other thing that's interesting too is that Cody doesn't have a contract right now. Like that's real. He actually hasn't signed a new contract. He is technically a free agent right now. 
But, uh, but the, that being said, he did challenge, uh, even though he, there's a contract not uh, for him, but there is a contract for a match next week, <laughs> a match uh, for a ladder match uh, between uh, Sammy Guevara and uh, uh, what's his face? Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. A TNT championship, which I'm very excited for. I'm, I'm very excited for the match. I'm excited to see a ladder match. My dude, Cody, is going to jump off the top of that ladder through like 18 flaming tables and the crowd's going to boo the shit out of him. Yeah, it's like, pretty exciting. No matter what he does, he's going to get booed in that match. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Donnie, did you go to an Inspire shows in Austin? Uh, no, I didn't, but I followed and... Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Sammy Guevara is one of the, the Inspire guys. Oh, no that, kidding. Oh, yeah, awesome. so he's uh, going to be there. Uh, we have some comments here. Um, uh, oh, my God. Uh, oh, Joe. Uh, oh, very, oh, wow, we have a lot of comments, so I have to actually scroll <laughs> up. Jeez, Louise, we had some Billy Gunn. Uh, uh, very evil of Billy Gunn to do that. John Buseman writes, and he put a tooth, uh, Joe Redlitz writes, very nice, very evil. Uh, John Buseman says, Oh my God, Donnie, what do you make of Cody? We, we got the, the gist of that. Uh, Tony fans chanting Royal rumble, really pissed off Cody. Oh, is that what they were chanting? Yeah, at one point they were oh, chanting Royal. that. And then at one point they were chanting his name after once he started burying the WWE, everyone started chanting his name. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, yeah, another part. Uh, they want Cody in the Rumble would be insanely cool forbidden door moment. Never going to happen though. Uh, Apollonia writes, Billy Gunn seems like a guy who would bully you into a corner by saying, I'm a nice guy, really aggressively. And that is the worst guy. Uh, Apollonia yeah. then writes, uh, Dan Housen. Uh, John Buseman says, I keep going between Cody is a genius who knows what he's doing. And this guy is an idiot who just say, who's just saying words. Uh, as some say, Cody started the divas revolution. <laughs> Very I think, good. Dude, there's this other thing that Cody like kind of laid the groundwork for too, where he was just like burying all of the people that they're signing. Like he's because kind of burying Jay lethal. And then he was kind of like, Bearing yeah. Adam Cole, and it's just like he's talking about like Red Hip Dragon and how they're jobbers. It's just Wednesday Night Wars. Like so much was happening in that promo, I couldn't handle it. That's uh, when they started cheering him. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're excited for next week. We're excited to see what happens. Uh, oh, we have to breeze through this. <laughs> we're short right. on time. We're all right. Uh, then we get uh, Tony in the back with John Silver, Anna J, Jade Cargill, and Smart Mark Sterling. And they're going to have a match for the TBS title on TNT. So uh, they're going to have it on TNT. They don't care about this title. Uh, this is the secondary woman's title, uh, Donnie, the TBS t- championship. Hey. Um, Cody second- says there's no secondary oh, yeah. no, Cody titles. Said there's no secondary t- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, any uh, initial thoughts on anyone in this segment? Anyone stand out to you? Uh, the last line of it that Jade said was great, but that bitch show. I just, yeah, yeah. She, but More. like, I mean, she did feel very convincing and had all the charisma of it up until then. The other seemed very, and again, like I know I'm naive and I don't know the characters nope. or anything, but I, I like this perspective. Uh, yeah. I like this perspective because you're getting clean. You yeah. don't. You're not tainted by. Yeah, like you have no idea what Anna Hungy is supposed to be about. Right. <laughs> she just Jade said more in one word than or one sentence than anything I heard prior yeah. to that. Yeah, and she does say it every week. Uh, we yeah. do. <laughs> she's Jade uh, Jade started wrestling last year, and uh, her first ever match was a mixed tag match against Cody and Red Velvet, who you see later in the show, yeah. and she was teaming with Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh, next up, we get a Kings of the Black Throne. Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King 
uh, versus the Varsity Blondes. Great entrance. Yeah. Great dual entrance with the two of them. Love the, the, the lights on, lights off stuff. Uh, but boy, was this match confusing. Uh, so they, they go in and they start fighting. For some reason, Brody King is taking offense from Griff Garrison. <laughs> Why? And then um, Brian Pillman Jr. is about to do a springboard. And he's just like, ah, I don't have it in me. He's a chicken. <laughs> he's scared. Is that it? Yeah, he's a terrible actor, but he's also supposed to be scared. I thought they were blaming the ropes. No, no. He was like, oh, I don't know what they said. They said something about him being scared. Because remember, that happened. Remember, like, Griff was going to stand up for Julia Hart, like, a few weeks ago. And Brian Pillman was like, maybe don't do that. I don't know. Maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe you should just stay stay away from him because he's big and scary. So that's him, like, being scared. He's scared. It, he's felt, it felt like a, a bigger, the mental block angle I actually really liked because that's such a thing in sports, right, where an athlete just goes through that. And I had not really seen that in a while. And I, I actually enjoyed it because I can tell it's going somewhere. Yeah. I want to believe that. I truly want to believe that. Uh, but we get that right after they win the, the Kings of the Black Throne win, uh, we get a Pac uh, Pac oh. uh, promo where he's like, even though my eyes are gone, I could still see better than them all. <laughs> and he's saying all this stuff that makes no sense, not a lick of sense. But essentially what they're trying to get at, but they've never actually said Malachi Black spews black mist. And when he spews black mist, he did a promo where he's with this faceless guy and he spits in his face and he's like, you're my follower now. Presumably that was Brody King. We never got, we're never sure of it, but we're assuming that's Brody King. But he spewed black mist in Pac's face and Julia Hart's face and a little bit in Brian Pillman Jr.'s face, but I don't think they're recognizing that. But essentially it's supposed to say that like now you follow him or he has you under mind control or something. But they've never said that. They've never established that. So Pac saying, like, I'm incorruptible. You can't do it to me. Like, doesn't make sense to anyone that's not us following it religiously. <laughs> did you, did, did you catch any of that with, uh, with Pac? Did any of it make sense? Did a, a I, lick of it? It's, it's, it was interesting to see scary, like, this dark, ominous force. And then, oh, no, no, but we're going to even dark ominous that but in red <laughs> and it was like i mean even just from like the storytelling standpoint it was super like okay so that but these guys i thought they were scary they're not he is i think but it was very incoherent sure. uh, but again i didn't know any of the story it was intriguing though it, yeah. it, it caught your eye but it didn't make yeah. like a sense yeah yeah I, right it seems like they're laying real stakes right and that's what like wrestling misses a lot like if you, what you're saying is true that's like that's real stakes right like he's breaking through this thing and that okay i'm on board Poor Dottie thinks that the <laughs> brian pillman jr angle is gonna go somewhere i think it will i think it will sweet, slow burn sweet slow donnie burn. it's it's set up all right we'll see about that well you do what you have a you have a feeling about this Roy? i think it's a slow bird look i this is like really niche and like i don't expect anyone like who even watches dynamite on a weekly basis to know this i don't know where i saw this clip i didn't even see the show but one of their youtube shows julia hart's starting to act a little weird something happened so i don't i, don't, I was hoping it was bird. gonna be tonight i thought it was, I was gonna, hoping be, tonight it was gonna be tonight she's an all red She's wearing a red outfit. She's got like, that eye patch. eye patch. I thought she was going to come, like, like low blow grip. Like, Brian Pillman Jr. Like, doesn't know how to springboard He's got to spit the mist. Away. She's got to like, spit the mist. I was hoping she'd, like, low blow or do something to Griff Garrison, then lift up the eye patch, and it's a white eye. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been dope. That would have been so dope. But they didn't give us that. Maybe the contacts didn't come in time. 
We'll see. We'll see. Uh, next up, we get Hangman and Archer promo. Lance Archer and uh, Adam Hangman Page promo. And Jake's back. Uh, and he apparently gave a promo about this. I'm happy about this. I'll tell you why I'm happy about this. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar, but Jake Roberts and DDP have started a podcast with Conrad Thompson. It's oh. not good. It's not good. Really? <laughs> yeah, because Conrad Thompson will ask a question like, hey, Jake, like, you worked with this referee and his stories about him. And he would just be like, let me tell you something. DDP really saved my life. And he just starts talking about whatever he wants to talk about. And, and, and Conrad's too afraid to just be like, uh, yeah, but I asked you this question. So, and then DDP chimes in. He's like, yeah, bro, DDP, why it'll save your life. It's a great idea. It's not good. What is it called? <laughs> it's called the snake pit. But anyway, I saw a video of it and Jake had like an oxygen tube in. So wow. I was worried that he was in trouble. But in this promo, he was doing okay. So maybe that was shot a few weeks ago when he well, had COVID. He is returning from COVID, so we'll, we'll hopefully he's better. But uh, uh, did you? Uh, well, we're going to talk about that a little bit. But like, what did you think of uh, Jake being there? Did you? Did you? Were you fun? Was that fun for you, Donnie? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's always great to see him. But I, you know, if you go to your local uh, events theater space for twenty dollars, you'll be able to find <laughs> Jake the Snake. And I think. Uh, I don't know. He seems so disconnected from the actual uh, character or like not his own character, but the wrestler yeah, he was supporting. Yeah, and it was right. just like, what is what is going like? They seem so unnecessary because that big dude later on, he I mean, that uh, he was great, but I just didn't get why those two were even thrust upon them. It yeah. just didn't make any sense. It did I, I, like it made sense early on when Jake was first there, but it hasn't made sense in months that they're together. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to talk about them in just a second. We do get a another backstage spot with uh, Trent and Rocky Romero taking the Young Bucks spot this to talk great. to the camera. This you, was great. really yeah. Tell yeah. me tell me this was great because i'm familiar with the history of their tag team so i was excited to see them together again they have a long storied feud in japan with the young bucks which they go into detail on before the show is over which i also appreciated which is something they never do to build up a match that they're going to have on friday which is going to be live which is also like a cool thing so i did like this i did like this all right i Donnie, didn't need any, brandon any, any, yeah brandon mentioned any feelings on this at all Donnie? did any of this feel anything did you have any feelings no, I mean, I've heard of the Young Bucks forever. It feels like the band that's about, to, like I've been hearing about them in passing for forever, but yeah, didn't over my head. Yeah, no, they're really yeah. fun to see once. Um, yeah. Moving on, we're going to talk about <laughs> Frankie Kazarian versus Lance Archer. It's that big dude that's real scary and they have a match that's 30 minutes long, two commercial <laughs> breaks, uh, just the Frankie Kazarian getting his ass kicked the entire time. Lance Archer looked great in this match, but honestly, uh, way too long, right? Uh, yeah, dog. it wasn't dynamic. Yeah, it wasn't dynamic of a match. It was sort of one note the whole way. It was just it's, a lot. If you like, don't want to bury Frankie Kazarian, then don't put him in this match. That's the thing. They don't want to just squash Frankie Kazarian. So they had the match go uh, two and a half hours. Like it could have been, it should have been the length of the Brody King match. Maybe a little bit of offense. It should have been switched. They should yeah. have flipped it. Sure. Or give the Sean Spears match some time. Sure. My God. Sure. They did, literally have this, uh, just upsetting. But we get um, him getting the pin with a, what are the, this crucifix slam. I'm not sure what it's that called. That move is scary. It's that a good looking scary. move. It's it a good looking move. 
scary. Uh, but uh, Tony was with uh, Lambert and Archer in the ring. Uh, Archer grabs the mic and says, they, they're just saying some stuff, uh, some nonsense. And then Hangman comes out. Uh, Hangman, they have this little brawl, but Hangman does get the best of them. He does get the best. Yeah. Um, uh, are we excited? I'm excited for the match. I'm yeah. not excited for anything post it, but uh, we were, how are we feeling about the uh, Hangman versus Archer? I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I think, like we said, I mean, Hangman fought Danielson for, you know, he had two huge, like very well wrestled matches. So now he's got to fight a big dude. Like as the heavyweight champion, that's like the inaugural challenger is usually like a big dude. Yeah. Well, what so are you thinking, Donnie? Yeah, the Hangman stuff, he is one person I read about. I mean, he's just so, yeah, he should be, a lot of times you put the belt on somebody who may have some deficiency. He doesn't seem to have any deficiency. Like, I rabbit hold all of his promos and everything because I was just so attracted to it. But, yeah, I mean, at, it's unfortunate to the fans, right? But that's the longer play, right? You have him beat a big guy and it just adds to it or get robbed by a big guy. But I mean, obviously you want to see him with other tactical dudes, but you know, the guy hits all the notes and yeah, I, but I don't know, big guys matches. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's not for me. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it because he is a good, Lance knows how to work. He's a good, he's really, he's really strong and he's, he's, he yeah, he's not he's stiff at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have uh, some comments here. Uh, John Buseman seems angry at me. Let the house of black tell their story. <laughs> sure. I just have no confidence that they can finish the story. Uh, Joe writes, how many podcasts does Conrad do now? Jesus, just stop quality over quantity. You're damn right. There's too many podcasts. Hey, what? just, just, listen just, to just Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. Just Jeff Jarrett. That's all we want. John Buseman, Trent is anti-bullying TM because he was being very nice to Brandon. He was being nice to Brandon. Brandon Cutlet. <laughs> uh, John Buseman Speaking writes, of. Uh, little red cornet. Fuck off. <laughs> You're being a jerk. I do not like Jim. I don't like Jim Cornette. It's just something to have. He just has a lot of content. And honestly, my world is only an hour and a half. <laughs> and that's all I have. Oh, I need to have man. more. Uh, geez. All right. We have to keep moving on. We have things to talk about. So we got through that. Uh, then we get Dante, uh, Martin, Lee Moriarty, and Seidel. Uh, and it's a, it's a combination because they go immediately right to uh, uh, Ricky Starks and team Taz. Um, so yeah, uh, Dante is saying that, uh, uh Seidel is like a brother to him and that's why he's there to him. Where's Leo rush. Where's Leo oh, rush. rush. And Jay lethal just saved him like last week. And, and Jay lethal like, just saved him. And you're like, you guys are my just... brothers. What? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, Ricky says that Dante, uh, has a little bro syndrome, little brother syndrome. Um, uh, uh Donnie, did you know, Ricky is also from inspire. Oh, no kidding, man. He's another inspired guy. How do you feel? Did you, did any of these people stand out to you? Anyone scream, Hey, look at me. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, like the, the one in the yellow shirt seemed very, like, I could tell he had star potential, but the little brother one they were mentioning in the Taz, the main dude who talked, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, once I saw Taz stuff, like I was just like, Oh, okay. I get this Taz, but yeah, it was really weird to see two groups back to back I don't know it was just like yeah. it felt a little clunky for me where it's like we hadn't really seen that but here we're going to show like a call and response which was I don't know a little weird <laughs> there were a uh, lot from, of backstage yeah. talking segments tonight like an overload like literally there's at points three in a row three in a row of these yeah. type of segments 
And it just, it honestly, it, it feels like that. It feels clunky. It feels, it feels like they're wedging it in as much as possible with no transitions between. I think I'm just like, not immune, maybe immune. Like I'm just so used to this that it doesn't feel that way to me anymore. There's one, there's always like one where I'm like, that didn't need to be there. And we'll get to the one that I'm thinking of. Well, so, so they just had Dante, Moriarty and Seidel. Then they immediately go to Ricky and uh, uh, spots. Uh, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. And then immediately to Tony, Velvet and Chris Statlander. Uh, okay, and then uh, here comes Layla Hirsch because Layla Hirsch, uh, because by the way, Donnie, everyone gets interrupted in this show. No one's able to have a clear thought, a, like a full sentence. And then Layla comes out and Layla Hirsch is just like, yeah, you had your head in your ass when we're at yeah. our match and you don't remember shit. Fuck you. And then they, they start fighting. She beats, she hits Velvet Sky and falls down, then locks uh, Chris Statlander uh, in an arm bar. Um, uh, I, I'm happy that Layla is getting this kind of push. She's an interesting performer, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah Layla felt like, she feels like if I saw her in real life and like accidentally spilled my beer on her shoe, she would like call me a coward right away and be like, hit me. like hit me. You won't do it. Hit me like, like from zero to 60. She felt like the most believable promo. That's crazy. For the whole night for me. She was just so intense. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's right, crazy. That's you say that because so- she has been, uh, she's, she's had a rough time on the mic historically speaking really? she's learning she's learning how to yeah. talk she's, she's learning, learning this is talk. her first time ever talking for wrestling like yeah. she's been a performer yeah. she's been a you know uh, on the indie circuit but she's never had that opportunity to talk on the mic yeah. and this even though she was completely had her back to the camera <laughs> like the entire time <laughs> yeah. you didn't see her face <laughs> yeah. at all uh, yeah. but uh like she did a good job here uh, boy you, you're feeling the high on Layla. so what i'm feeling good about is like we've talked about this a lot like there's a ton of people on this roster who have never been on television before and if they have mm. been they were mostly matches but now they have to do these backstage segments where right. the cameras are right on top of them so if they're going to hit somebody it might not look that good layla laid it in it looked good she yeah. smoked him <laughs> and then that arm bar looked good so like yeah she was just kind of like doing her jersey thing she's from the middle of jersey so she's talking trash like people from yeah. jersey do she's a and russian then, jersey yeah. person yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. she uh, just beat the fuck out of him and i liked that a lot it, we're very excited for her, layla this there was actually uh, yeah it was pretty good joe writes leela Leo rush has been gone from the company right seems like he's disappeared Ego trip backstage maybe wasn't the part of his uh, part of his problem in WB. No, he asked Tony Khan to apologize for being insensitive, and now they're keeping him off TV. I, I think don't think that's, that's it. true. I don't. It think happened immediately true. after he was on TV before that, and then he hasn't been on TV since. I yeah, I sure fine. I'm not gonna you know. I think that's the case. Uh, by the way, Donnie, uh, Tony Khan uh, is the <laughs> owner of the company. He runs the yeah. company. And he yeah. said some uh, pretty insensitive thing about yeah, a said, former, yeah. a former. I think I saw the racial, the racial. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and Leo yeah. Rush's immediate response was apologize. And yeah. then he he had like a kind of like a backstep a little bit. He's just like, yeah, I love working for this company because one, we're able to talk about things. We're able. To, and he tries to backstep it, yeah. but he hasn't been on TV since. Uh, you don't uh, think? This is I don't know. I think it's part of. I maybe maybe, but I know that like he's still with the company for sure. And AEW's. This is going to sound so dumb coming out of my mouth. Uh, They're releasing a rap album and uh, Leo Rush is working on it currently. I don't know if that's why he's not on television, but something I feel like there needs to be something. Cause even like, even when he was on TV, the last time he was on TV, it was kind of like a weird clunky thing with the team Taz thing. And like the whole thing's been like weird and clunky. Cause just to fill you in Donnie, he had a team with Lee with Dante. 
um, Dante's Dante one of his, uh, uh, is, is one of his, uh, yeah. And then they like did a thing where like Dante joined team Taz, but it was like a swerve, but mm. then like Leo wasn't there to be like, good job. We swerved him. Dante was like, I swerved him myself, I guess. So it's like kind of weird. It's all like kind of weird, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, Apollonia writes, some people just don't have the chemistry with the camera red in reference to Layla Hirsch, uh, <laughs> staring directly away from it. Um, yeah, some people don't have the chemistry with the camera, but be sure to check out um, Bot Thoughts tomorrow with Red Jefferson, where I talk about BattleBots. Uh, I talk about BattleBots and I do the review of the show. You should all check it out. Uh, John Buseman says, on Dark, Taz did say he appreciates Layla's chip on her shoulder about damn time that would be a good pairing layla hirsch with that group that we're with taz's group taz and layla hirsch makes sense right donnie yeah. just even visually like <laughs> like, yeah. like even visually yeah yeah I, and it, yeah. taz would tower over her yeah. and that doesn't happen wow <laughs> yeah. she's she's like five foot i think she's like five foot even maybe yeah. a little bit shorter than that i yeah, think she yeah. might even be four eleven and he's what five centimeters in his neck? About five centimeters. <laughs> he's all he's all head. <laughs> he's all head. And he's uh, and he's like five six. Do you guys he's remember like, um, Arrested Development? That character, um, uh, Little Bluff's girlfriend, the one who couldn't be knocked over. She was yeah. the catcher, had a low center of gravity. Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like that's Layla Hurley. Yeah. You can't knock her over. You can't yeah. knock her over. Very yeah. A brick good. shit house. Rick yeah. House. Uh, Joe writes, uh, no rap album, please. <laughs> Honestly, I'm excited for that. I, I, I kind of want the rap album. Uh, but we got to move on. We got to talk about some other things. We got to talk about Serena Deeb versus Deeb, Sky Deeb, Blue. Deeb, Sky Deeb. Blue is out there, takes all of Serena Deeb's shit. Serena Deeb beats the shit out of her. Sky <laughs> Blue. She could do a she could she could sell a little bit better, but one of what this is her first time on TV. She's like right? 19. She's yeah. 19 Chi-town, Chicago's own. Yeah, she is Chicago. That is very right. true. But very Serena Deeb beat the living shit out of her donnie do you remember the straight edge society when punk was doing the straight edge society gimmick? Yeah. they had the woman yeah. with the shaved head yeah yeah that's, that's serena her. deep no way yeah yeah that's her yeah. uh that's her wow. and uh oh, god damn it joe you're just ruining everything uh john buseman <laughs> says i heard roy say rap is crap and rap then joe writes is rap, rap is crap <laughs> <laughs> i like country music i like country girls but I like Willie Nelson. Don't, you don't forget have to about do Merle. <laughs> Let's not sing WCW. There's only one thing yes. that I hate because it's a bunch of crap. Rap is crap. Are you are you uh, Bruce Pritchard right now? What? Just singing us? Bruce Pritchard hates rap is crap. No, but he sings a song every single episode. Does he, does he sing the Jeff Jarrett song? Is that yeah, the Jeff sings? Jarrett song. Yeah. Um, but uh, but by the way, Serena Deeb puts on the Tequila Sunrise, sp- yanks it back. Literally, like, snaps Sky Blue in two. Uh, and uh, we're all excited for it. Uh, she looked impressive. We're all excited uh, for Serena yeah. Deeb just beating the shit Dominant. out of everyone. Yeah. Uh, like, I guess she goes after Ruby Soho after this. Like, Ruby Soho is a logical progression. Whoever whoever came out to the ring last week to help Sheeta is who she should beat up next. Sky Blue is one of them, and then there were a couple other women. But too. this is probably leading to Ruby, right? I would to. hope so. Ruby has nothing so. else going for her. Yeah. And well, wait, I want... Why- well, sorry to interrupt. Why wouldn't she go for the title with uh, the MD Great in the beginning? Point, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Great point. Yeah, good the point. reason yeah. why is because right now uh, they don't care about the woman's title, and they have Britt Baker in a program with Adam Cole, where she's not even defending <laughs> the title. I would, yeah, I would tune. You didn't in. even notice that she was the champion. Did you notice yeah. she was the champion? 
Why didn't she had the belt uh, on? Yeah, she had the belt on under her wow. jacket. Uh, and uh, and then the TBS title uh, was in a backstage segment, but she's they're both bad guys, and Deep is a bad yeah. guy, probably not going to be facing them. So, uh, Ruby's got wow. nothing going on. So, maybe Ruby so I think it's she should be the champion. She should be the champion instead of Britt Baker if they're not going to use Britt Baker the right way. Sure. Why not? Um, either way, uh, Joe writes, spend my days working hard on the go. Don't That's do it. this. Don't do this. This isn't that type of show. Uh, then we get um, Lambert and Ethan Page in the back talking about Moxley uh, and whatever, right? We're all whatever this is, on that. Ethan Page, perfect first opponent for Moxley back. Ethan Page is a good wrestler. He's going to make him look good and he's going to lose. It's going to be great. Okay. I think we're in agreement. Uh, but then we get the hook package. Yeah. We get hook coming out. and we're So you didn't realize that was Taz's son, did you? No, I know. Uh he doesn't look handsome handsome handsome. devil. <laughs> yeah, he does not. Right. No. Yeah, he, he's really he's really uh, a treat. He's a treat yeah, to yeah. watch. Uh, and very surprising. And he has had four matches. Yeah. In total, and he's already the biggest star. Well, <laughs> one of the uh, like the big, the best he, selling he merchandise. It. He has the best he, selling he, merchandise yeah. in the company right now. Donnie, um, they did a thing where he was on TV for a year, never talked, never wrestled, was just always like with Team Taz in the background eating chips or just like having a deadpan, like, and just like the curiosity just grew and grew and grew about who this person yeah. was. And then by the time he finally wrestled, he was just crazy over. Everybody loves him, including us. We love him. Yeah. Uh, but the hands are in the hot. Uh, this is nonsense show. Are you drunk? <laughs> but the hands <laughs> on the clock are spinning too slow. Hook. Hook. <laughs> All right. We're having fun. We're having fun. Then we get a Sammy Gravaro and a speedo. Just doing the sign yeah. gimmick, and I honestly, I've never this. hated someone more. Yeah, uh, and, he's supposed uh, to be a good guy. You're like this, this is your baby face. I don't care. I just this Come on. terrible. He's a baby face, Donnie. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Donnie, how do you like the picture-in-picture gimmick throughout the show? Do you like that? Yeah, I I actually think at first I liked it, but I think it devalues your product because I find myself now tuning out, even in it, and it seems like it just puts a spotlight on the biggest moves aren't going to happen during here. So you can feel free to, you know, yeah. that's actually uh, a really good point. Yeah. It's that's, just, a re- that's when I, you know, yeah. get water. That's, that's very interesting. That's yeah, a good point. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on. We got uh, Matt Hardy and Andrade. They make a deal. I hated this segment. No, this I is your favorite it. segment. Night. You said this was a really great no. writing no. and story. This is the, one of your favorite episodes. I uh, was so disappointed because I was so excited for what this could be. And you this is what heard. it is. Yeah. He sold 51% of the Hardy family organization. What is it? I don't know. Uh, Hardy family <laughs> fund. And he sold 51% to Andrade. And now Andrade owns 51%. And now there's this complicated uh, board of directors, essentially, because he's one, th- one fifth. And then the private party, the two fifths. And then Andrade is a fifth. And then uh, uh, I don't know his friend. Who's the uh, uh, Andrade? Oh, Jose. Andrew. Jose, Jose's friend. So they're all part of it, but Andrade is final say, and he's the president. The president. And El his president first said. act as president is to buy Darby Allen, the boy <laughs> that Sting owns. Uh, so there's that. Um, Andrade is so much better than this. Andrade is so much better than this. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it just uh, feels terrible. It feels, makes me feel sick. When's the last time you saw Matt Hardy, uh, Donnie? Uh, I mean, obviously I followed with the delete stuff. I saw he went back to WWE and he couldn't do that, but he did get a push, uh, a little bit. And yeah, it's whenever they released him, was that like two or three years ago or even longer? 
I don't remember, yeah, I but I last I la- last saw him in his WWE later push. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, it's it's whatever. The, the, I'm just not a fan of this character. But um, we do have some comments here. Can we get the? Can we start the old Chuck Norris jokes with Hook? Very apropos. Oh, that's interesting. I think oh, they make wow. them. Fun. Uh, advertisers have to hate picture in picture, right? Sure, some may watch, but they aren't focusing in on the commercials. I'm sure actually that they there's a problem with that. I, I, I as an advertiser, I'm just like, oh, I'm splitting my time with your content uh, that I'm paying for. I don't know. Um, but now we're at the the main event. We're at the main event of the night. We finally made it here. Uh, it's uh, the acclaimed versus Darby Allen and Sting. We get the acclaimed doing a dumb Darby Allen video to so begin good. with. Uh, just to give you reference, Donnie, Darby makes trash videos sometimes right before he comes out that make no sense. And so they just made did a spoof of it, which made no yeah. sense. But we get uh, acclaimed and sting uh, acclaimed, beat them down in the beginning, gave Darby Allen this really interesting spot with a chair around his neck, throwing into the post rough. looked rough. And they, they brought him to the back and then sting slowly dominated the first half of the match slowly, but surely dominated. Then things go back and forth. Darby comes back, does this cool little spot. Sting jumps off the rampway. We get a win with the coffin drop. Um, how do everyone feel about this main event? Was it uh, everything you hoped for and more? Yeah, I think uh, I, my initial thoughts, it's like, uh, since we're talking about country music and rap, I, there's this lyric, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I'll ever be mm-hmm. from the poet proud boy toby keith i think and <laughs> i think anytime i watch uh matches with old wrestlers it's like they're good for one or two spots right that's all they can do they can just get their spots it's very clear where sting got his spots in this match but it's just I, I, if you put a, a just another capable wrestler with darby who was incredible and every move mattered and everything mattered like i it would not diminish anything and i just don't know when they did such a good job from what I saw of using old WWE old guys. Well, then I watched this match and it's like, Oh, well, you just told me to go fuck off because you did such a good job with the old timers, except into this. Cause it's not believable that things. Yeah. Roy, do you think they picked the wrong guy to send to the back? Shouldn't it have been Darby? Or there shouldn't have been sting that got beaten up in the beginning, sent to the back and Darby have that match. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Like my initial thought when that happened was like, not so much like this isn't believable, but it's like you guys are gonna break Sting in half. Like Sting <laughs> may have a heart attack. Like Careful. Sting literally b- almost like broke his neck like five years ago. Like when was that? Like five or six years yeah, ago. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and he should have never Seth wrestled Rollins. again. And yeah, now... I watched that last thing. Like that was the last time. Yeah. I was so shocked. That it's like, what are you doing? And now dude? this guy's literally jumping off. Like the first time, like this is maybe his like sixth or seventh match. He's been with the company for about a year, a little bit more than a year. This is like his, yeah, maybe sixth, seventh match, always a tag team, never a singles match. Yeah. And the first time he like did a dive onto like three or four wrestlers, it was like, oh shit, crazy. Sting's doing a dive. He's so old. And now it's like Sting's doing a dive off the ramp onto one wrestler onto a table. And by the way, the wrestler is hunched over. So you're like jumping onto like only half of his body. Sure. That's stressful. It was like, but the, but honestly, Sting in small doses can still go. I'm happy for yeah. Sting. He had that cool moment with the death lock. We talked yeah, about it, it really in here. Cool. Yeah, really cool, cool moment. John writes the no cell and wrenching back in the death lock was great. 
Joe writes, I hope Darby doesn't get seriously injured one day. He takes spots that look way too dangerous. And for what a standard TV match. The thing is he's 107 pounds. Uh, he could take a lot. Yeah. He could take yeah. a lot. And uh, it's, he's not falling the same way. I would also say the idea of like the standard TV match has, has gone by the wayside in a way when these TV contracts are so big, just to get into the business of things, these TV contracts are literally what fund all of these wrestling companies now that like the TV shows are that much more important. So Darby is going to do Darby on these, on these shows. No, I agree. I just, I just want more for Darby. I just don't like seeing him in these uh, in tags. I want him to have a single well, score. What, what do you think his ceiling is though? Cause he is so small. Like he's a belief, like he yeah. can believably fight anyone. Like it's yeah. crazy. The, the way yeah. he handles himself in the ring and the way he uses his body, I could see him being a champion, like that yeah. underdog Ray Mysterio champion yeah. where he right. just like, he does everything it takes to win. It's just that I feel like this tag team is handcuffing him. It's handcuffing him to Sting, and Sting can only go so far. Sting uh, should be his like heater. He should be his out like for so long. What because the TNT title, Darby had a TNT title run for a while, and Sting was with him the whole time. But Sting was just on the outside watching his back. That's yeah. great. That's a great role for Sting. Honestly, I don't think Sting should be there anymore. I love Sting. I think it was great for the time, but like. What is Sting bringing anymore to the table? We've seen this type of match from Sting a bunch. You know, we've seen this match a bunch of times. And Darby is now handcuffed to only this match. Well, I think, too, the thing that's scary is, like, the first time they had a tag match, like, to go back to, like, he did a dive. And it was like, ooh, you know. And then, like, they had another tag match a few months later, and he went through a table, and he no-sold it and got up. It's like, ooh. But now every time he, he's got to raise the stakes every match. Right. Now he's, like, jumping off I'm the I'm telling ramp. you right now, before much. the end of the year, before the end of the year, Sting's taking tax. Sting's taking tax. <laughs> I, and I hey, say it right before, Flair took tax at, like, year. 65. I see it happening. I see it happening. Got some thumbtacks. Oh, you got those pushpins. I, I was ready. Pushpins would ready. fucking <laughs> suck. Pushpins would hurt so much more. Uh, Redley697, get Sting out of the ring. New crowd chant. Yeah, you Redley. didn't even watch the show. So we're not going to talk about it. Uh, John Buseman, it was the flip uh, of most. Uh, it was the flip of most of their matches where if Darby takes the bulk of the punishment and Sting gets the hot tag. Yeah, I, yeah it's but I would have preferred. I don't know. I just want Darby to shine. Why is Sting shining here? He doesn't need to shine. Um, I also uh, felt like and I don't normally feel this way uh, when they feed wrestlers to Sting and Darby Allen. But I felt like the acclaimed actually came out of this looking pretty good, even though they lost the match. Like, I yeah. think the build to it, the promos, like their character, you got to see more of their personality and their characters. And even if they lost, like even Max Caster's freestyle before the, the match was really good. Like he had yeah. the crowd, like there's a lot of really good things from the acclaimed and I'm liking the acclaimed more and more as a team. More Scissoring. That's good. Uh, but uh, uh, Joe writes, a Darby is definitely a credible underdog future champ. Sting was good for the buzz, but he's got to go or actually just be his manager. Like you were mentioning, but will Sting's ego allow? Honestly, Sting has no ego. No, 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 no. But that's a good way to end it. How, let them have a match. What's oh, the end of this? Yeah, it should What's end with a Darby Sting, Sting passing yeah. the baton officially over Man, Darby Allen. It has to end that way, hundred percent. Boy, we had, boy, we had some fun tonight. Wow, yeah, we had a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. This has been AEW Dying the Woos and Whats. Are we excited for uh, what? What are we excited for coming up? We got a ladder match coming up, which we're excited about. I'm excited uh, for Rampage because it's going to be live. It's not taped. I'm excited Ooh, for a live Rampage. Rampage and Hook's going to be on it. Hook's going to be Hook's on gonna, it. Going to be excited. Um, for that. The tag match I'm really excited about, and uh, I'm excited for John Moxley's in ring return. It's going to be like a 
standard match. It's going to be good. I'm sure. Excited. Yeah, no, it's exciting. Uh, and uh, well, so much fun we had. And, and, and thank you so much to Donnie, Donnie Rodriguez Donnie. for joining us today. Anything you'd like to plug? Look at that Rodzilla Oh, that Rodzilla shirt. We didn't even talk about that plug. Rodzilla NWO. Uh, anything you need uh, to plug? Anything you want to plug? No, I, I'm working. I'm actually off social media just for this month because I'm working on a couple of scripts uh, in between work breaks. Yeah, basically. So, but in a, like three weeks, two weeks, follow me at, at Donnie Rath. I'll be there eventually. Yeah. I just need to finish some scripts and <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. But thank you guys. This is so much fun talking wrestling. And like, I apologize to the diehards if you, they had to explain everything to me, but it felt like, you know, it's like, if you want to know a lot about a topic, you have to be able to teach it. And you guys did a great job teaching oh, me throughout. And I really a... appreciate it. And it makes me respect you guys even more because you know how to Reddit explain to me like I'm five stuff. And it was great. And I you fun. did a, well, you were oh, a, a joy to have fantastic. on. Fantastic. It was yeah, great catching up. Uh, yeah. Seeing yeah. Redley writes, Sting should rebrand as the ghost of Sting. Think about it. <laughs> And then writes, don't ignore me. We're I'm honestly going to ignore every single message that that person sends in. Thank you all so much for watching. This has been the woos and what's the woo woo woos and what's of AW Dynamite. Follow Loser Lee's Wrestling on Twitter and on Instagram. Loser Lee's Pod on Twitter. Loser Lee's Wrestling on Instagram. And send us your emails to Loser Lee's Pod at Gmail. We want those delicious emails. And we we're going to be posting bad. some weird stuff on Twitter about wrestling, stuff. all wrestling related, um, though. Make sure to follow, uh, watch our show this uh, this Saturday for the, the the weekly wrestle. Yeah, there's going to be a the big special wrestle. preview. We have a week. big special preview for the weekly wrestle, and then tomorrow for bot thoughts, bot thoughts with Red <laughs> Jefferson, where I'm just going to talk battle bots. We're just talking battle bots here. Um, Donnie, do you watch battle bots? Uh, Mick Foley's battle bots. Uh, way that back. was Robot Wait. Wars. Ugh, same God. shit. I think so. not the same. It's not good. <laughs> It's not good. We have to talk about that off here. Thank Red you all so much for watching. Robotics. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for checking. Uh, uh, have a great night. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Rodzilla 5, 4, 3. <laughs> Ole. Ole. Olay 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 Olay